in today's video we're going to talk about fire walking, glass walking and other empowerment activities and how they're used in team settings and by individuals for personal development, for getting people outside their comfort zone and for finding out about who they are and what makes them tick. Profile Tree TV. We're here today in the Innovation Factory on the Springfield Road and we have Stephen Brown in with us. So Stephen, I'm just going to hand over to you and you can tell us a little bit about your background and what you do because this is going to be a very interesting one today. <laughs> well, the, the background I suppose has been fairly interesting um, all my life. Um, all the way through school I was adamant that I wanted to study law, um, which was from about the age of 10 right through until I filled in my UCAS forms when I took a severe change of direction and ended up not going to university but instead went to Newcastle County down to train as an outdoor pursuits instructor um, which I did then for about 12 years um, for a couple of different organisations and then it was time to get back to another early goal which was to have my own business so I set up a, an adventure company <clears throat> doing the usual sort of canoeing, kayaking, bits of team building um, and then it progressed through to something which was probably perceived as a bit more extreme um, new company name then at that stage um, and what I was doing was taking people cliff jumping uh, into the sea mostly up around Ballantoy which could give a thrones territory now um, but what happened whenever I started the business was there was a guy running a firewalk in Belfast that was aimed at entrepreneurs and so I thought I'd go along to it and see what it was all about and I absolutely loved it. I remember, I don't really remember what he said <laughs> that night but I remember very clearly the three times that I walked over the fire and it had a real big impact on me and the fact that I can still visualise each time I walked over the fire you know, now 12 years later nearly uh, it's, it was something that just made sense for me to go into at some stage but I never had the right opportunity that right opportunity never came up until that guy named Brian Dunlop he got in touch and told me that he was moving to Dubai and he had a few charity firewalks in the diary and he needed somebody that could go and get trained and the, that would then honour the price that he made to those charities and then he would just hand over the bookings. So I went to Sweden, trained as a firewalk instructor and uh, came back and I think it was about 10 days later, I did my first firewalk. So it was, well, I actually did my first firewalk within a week, uh, which was with some friends in a garden, uh, just as a bit of a practice. <laughs> um, but then my, my first sort of paid gig, I suppose, was uh, about 10 days later then. And, it's just developed developed from there. That's so interesting. And so for the benefit of everybody watching, what is fire walking? Fire walking is where you literally walk across a, a bed of embers. So we'll have a fire burning, usually for about an hour and a half. And when it burns down that it's just the embers, we wreck it out into a, a fire bed. And most fire walks that'll end up being uh, about a 12 foot uh, bed of embers. It's quite a so long way isn't it? It's about four steps. It is, it's, it's plenty, you know sometimes people say oh can we not make, can we not do a longer one and there's no real need to do a longer one. Um, I, I also train people as firewalk instructors 
and we do all sorts of different uh, fire walks then and the, the longest that we would do at that stage is, is 40 foot and that certainly makes you think <laughs> before you just go ahead and charge <laughs> on into but tw 12 foot is absolutely ample and there's no need for any, any beyond that most of the time. So it's so interesting and obviously um, you've got the movies and you see the, the fire walking in the movies and the hot coals and everything. There's obviously a lot of misconceptions around fire walking. What sort of misconceptions were you meet are you met with, you know, and, and people maybe being a bit cynical, I suppose? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Misconceptions vary all over the world. I have worked with loads of fire walk instructors um, in many countries and have led fire walks in, in countries all around the world as well. And in some countries where religion is a huge part of community, uh, in some of those countries actually fire walking is deemed as something where you're almost dealing with the devil. Um, and it has that sort of connotation with it and that can be quite difficult. In the UK and Ireland probably the biggest misconception is that sometimes people expect that you can walk over fire and there's a guarantee you don't have a burning foot afterwards. <laughs> of course there isn't a, a guarantee and that's part of my job then is to make people aware of that. Most times people are absolutely fine but there's a risk to it. Um, but often people will ask the question, so how, 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 do you, how do you make sure people don't burn? Or how do you do it so that you don't burn? You know, and that question is already loaded with the yes. answer that <laughs> I'm not going to burn. but. The, you sometimes do, you have a part of your foot's a bit burny and a bit niggly afterwards, but it's fine then, you know, so <laughs> that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing. Yeah, and so why would someone choose to do a fire walk? Uh, yeah, the, the key question, um, why would somebody choose to, to, to take the risk of a, a slightly burny foot? <laughs> well, you know, it, it varies depending on who we're working with. I do a lot of charity events okay. where people do it as a fundraiser, so it's a bit of that get yourself out of your comfort zone, do something that's challenging. And whenever people sign up to do a fire walk that way, they're doing it no matter what I tell them. I could tell them, you're, I guarantee you'll burn your foot and they'll still do it because they're there to raise uh, money for charity. So they've got that inbuilt self-peer pressure. Um, whenever it's in a corporate event, it's like, Last week I was doing one down in Galway um, and nobody in the team, bar the two organisers, knew what they were doing. So this was their staff night out and they were all told to meet at a venue at a certain time to wear outdoor clothes and then they'd be going out for drinks after a few hours doing an activity. And so they arrived and at this venue and there was a big fire blazing in the car park. And you can see people going by, oh, this is not a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so for all of those people, it was a complete shock. And a fair few corporate events are done that way. And it really catches people off guard. Um, but after I start speaking to them, sort of reassure them that they don't have to do it. You know, we work on a principle of challenge by choice. So you don't have to do the firewalk, but you can still have a really good time with everyone else that does want to do it. And a lot of the time people will sit there and think, no, this, or they'll say, I don't want to do this. Um, but after they've done a few other exercises with us, then they often will come around and probably 99% of people will go ahead and do the firewalk, even those, those that are adamant, I'm not doing it. And then the other sort of 
<clears throat> events that we do are open events, um, which are more anybody, you just sign up as an individual, mm -hmm. there'll be some sort of personal development or sometimes a spiritual theme as, as part of that event. And people sign up for those often just because they're searching for something that's a wee bit different. Yeah. And they want to, you know, a lot of people are sometimes feel stuck. Like this is where I am in my life and I want things to be a wee bit different. And so they'll go and do something which gets them outside of their comfort zone that can maybe take them away from, from where they are at the minute. And it's, 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 so, it's as variable as people are variable. You know, I've had people that have turned up because they want to have more confidence. They want to feel less anxious and less worried. People turn up sometimes just because they want to meet like people that are a bit like crazy adventurous. <laughs> and adventurous you know the, to meet up with like-minded type people you know so it's it's very interesting like although fire walking is what I do it's so that's just the tool it's always been working with people is what I'm passionate about it just so happens that at the minute I use things like fire walking and glass walking as, as the tools and, and as you say it's is very interesting because people I think there's so much out there and there's so much choice out there that maybe there wasn't always in traditional sense. People are looking for something different and really want to challenge themselves. And, you know, team building, I think, does play a big part in that, especially, you know, as you're saying, the corporate aspect of it where, you know, they will book you to come and set it all up and maybe they don't even, the people don't even know that what they have in ahead of them. But how important, you know, is the team building aspect? Do you think, I mean, you're seeing it happening every day and especially, you know, corporate corporate companies actually booking you and saying, you know, this is something we want for our staff. Yeah, the t team building has always been an interesting concept, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I, I've worked delivering team building events now for, 22 odd years um, and team building as a term can sometimes get a bad rap yes uh, sometimes uh, people will package things up as team building when in fact it's not really team building it's team bonding um, which is to me is equally as important um, team building is something which in my view is something should be long term yeah. uh, and it has aims and goals just like any other part of a, of a company's business um, but and so a lot of the time I would say that we're not even doing team building we are doing team bonding um, we're, we're because we're brought in to just do one one element yes of course there's no uh, there's, there's no, no follow sort of on. Fo follow on through um, but it, it's, it's semantics really you know um, it's still team building for, for people whenever they they, they book it. The The great thing about fire walking is, is, especially if we have, if the company's able to give us a team for the right length of time, the very first thing that they'll do on arrival is they'll build a fire together under our direction. And I'm not talking about a small <laughs> fire the size of this. I'm talking about a fire which is, you know, it's about two, two meters square wow. and about a meter and a half tall. So it's like a mini bonfire. Yeah, proper and, fire. <laughs> yeah, and they'll light it, you know, so we roll up the paper and a couple of people will go in and light this and they're using kindling, they're using newspaper, so it's, it's, it's a very sort of natural experience. And they will light this fire together 
and that has a real sort of primal community aspect to it um, where people just get to stand around a fire yeah. people absolutely love it you know uh, mankind has ever since we invented fire has socialized around fire um, so that that's a great experience for people as a group and they'll spend their time chatting and then we'll move into right we need to start to get you get you prepared so from the outset they're doing stuff together they're working together and when it comes to the fire walking that's an individual part of it yeah um and for some people it doesn't phase them they're just like yep i'm doing it and for some people it will be a fairly momentous moment in their in their life you know for some people especially those that are afraid and have built up their emotional courage to go and do that yeah. to go and walk over the fire they have come this far you know people that it doesn't phase them they've come this far great experience the tick list uh, or one off the bucket list um, but for the people that have really pushed themselves way outside of their comfort zone it becomes something that they'll remember and what we actually do at the end of every fire walk is we you know little glass jars for chutney yes so we have the little glass jars and we take the embers once ah, they're extinguished nice. and put them in there and so people take those home some people think it's a bit cheesy but uh, a lot of people think it's really great you know and instead of doing certificates you have this yeah. and you can set it on your desk or just up on the mantelpiece in the house and it's something where for some people like they've said to me afterwards you know every time i look at that i remember how brave i was that night you know and it's kind of a nice little anchor to to that memory for people yeah no you're right and it's good as you say just to have that little trigger that it's fine to look back and go you know it was really good i was really proud of myself but actually to really have that emotional sort of little trigger that I was really afraid and I did something that totally overcame everything that I was feeling at that moment is, is lovely. Yeah. Um, and in terms of people stepping out of their comfort zone, how important do you think that is for personal development? I think it's hugely important for personal development and you don't have to step out of it too far yeah. to have gained the benefit. Part of what we say to people during the fire walk is, you know, even if you're sitting here now and you're saying, I'm not doing it, well, when it comes to the time to go out to the fire, take off your socks and shoes anyway and stand on your bare feet because then you've gone a little bit closer to actually knowing what it's like to walk on fire. You've gone a little bit further out of your comfort zone because it's quite easy to sit here now and say, I'm not doing it yeah. and then just be stubborn. Maybe not, that word may not apply in all cases, uh, but be stubborn enough that you're not going to take off your socks and shoes. And actually, most people will take off their socks and shoes. And even at that, then some people will go, do you know what? I've gone this far. I'll go a little bit further. Even one of the other activities that we do is glass walking. It's a bed of broken glass. Okay. Now it's. I don't know. I think that might be sound scarier <laughs> than, than the fire. But that's the interesting thing. Some people will find glass walking to be more intimidating than, than fire walking and vice versa. When I trained as a fire walk instructor, I didn't realize that glass walking was part and parcel of, of that training. Yeah. And so whenever we were told we're doing a glass walk tomorrow morning, I was like, what? <laughs> this wasn't insane. on the list. <laughs> and, and I seen the glass coming out and I thought, no, this, this is, no, fire walking is okay, but this is just a step too far. But on the glass walking like sometimes people will come up and they'll literally just put their foot on top of the glass and, and that's enough for and them. that and that's enough and those people have gone 
outside their comfort zone. It's the interesting thing, I don't know how far people need to go to get outside of their comfort zone. I, I did a, an event earlier this year as part of Mental Health Week. I did a number of free events for people and we did glass walking. And now the interesting thing about glass walking is when you put the glass out and you start walking on it, it crunches. And you sometimes get people going like yeah. this. Here. <laughs> I got a wee shiver there, I have to say. And they're still they're still watching, you know, but they're <laughs> it's just yeah, the, um, the watching through the clothes, the, the peeking through the hands. Yeah, but there was one one woman and you know, this is like I always have standout moments at nearly every event, there's a standout moment or two. But there was one woman at the end uh, came up to me and she said, you know, I didn't do the glass walking, she said, but I feel really proud that I stayed in that room because I didn't know anybody in that room. And I was absolutely petrified at the sounds of the glass. And she said, normally, if I feel that sort of anxiety and fear, I just leave. And I'm just really proud that I stayed. And to me, that was huge, you know, for, for that woman to have done that, you know. So so I say, it, the, the distance is traveled by people in terms of outside of their comfort zone varies from person to person. You've already said you'd be more afraid of glass than, yeah. than fire. If I told you some of the other things you might change your mind and say well actually that's scarier than that you know so um, but it's, it's very good for people to do stuff that uh, gets them out of their comfort zone because they get to learn about themselves in the process you know if you just stay in your comfort zone all the time life becomes pretty comfortable even if you don't particularly like it yeah and you it's know? almost getting into that routine where you just do it because it's part of the routine yeah you know, it's the people that say no to everything um, before they even think about it, or the people that say yes to everything before they even think about it. You know, do, even I remember one guy one time chose not to firewalk because he said he constantly says yes to everything. And because we've it set up in a way where people are really empowered to choose what they're doing. And you know, and that's why they have to spend some time sort of reflecting about where they are and what what they're yeah. at and what's going through their head. So for him, it was choosing to say no to it, even though part of him wanted to do it, but he chose to say no just for the change of experience. You know. Yeah, which is, and as you say, so interesting. Everybody's different thoughts, feelings, emotions surrounded by the activities that you offer and you don't just do the glass walking and the fire walking you obviously offer other activities and yeah. retreats as well yeah the sort of me and other activities is we teach people how to break boards with their bare hands brilliant so holding the board up and <clears throat> all the way through breaking bricks um, with your bare hands which is a step above that we do an activity with um wooden arrows where you put the point of the arrow to your neck here and the other end against a tree or a wall and then you push into it so the arrow snaps yeah that's it that's on my list with the glass yeah. <laughs> and then another one is rebar bending so rebar is the steel bars that are used to reinforce concrete so i put one end to my neck here just the soft part about the bone you put the other end to your neck and we walk into each other and the bar will actually bend into a, a u-shape which is great for trust, you know, yes. I, I would use it quite a bit with companies. Um, trust in yourself, but also, tr you know, trust in the other person, but trust in yourself. Yes. Um, and there's there's great lessons. There's, all of these activities have great metaphors yeah. behind them, you know, and you can kind of change those to suit. Um, like in glass walking and uh, fire walking, I talk about stepping in. 
yeah. you know, stepping into your fears and your anxieties and your worries and your excitements because you sometimes think that your comfort zone is about getting away from the negative things but it's also about getting into yeah. the other things um, and then the, the rebar it's, it's a wee bit more about pushing through as well as the, the trust aspect uh, arrows is complete trust in yourself uh, but again pushing through when things are uncomfortable because life's full of uncomfortable moments and do you that you back away from them or do you sometimes just push through to get to the the other side of it board breaking is brilliant for goal setting um, but it's also like board breaking we do a bit of breath work with people because it's actually all about technique anybody can break a break a board with the right technique and the breath work and the self-belief in it but we do an interesting thing where we get them to write down their barriers to their goals and so they can see those right in front of them and then they break through those to reach reach their goal again fantastic uh, and i remember the first time i did a board break uh, like i was just over the moon because i thought there's no way i could break this you know and then i was just like beaming afterwards just really empowered and so excited about myself and people get that all the time you know it's and i can imagine actually taking that away just must be so meaningful for people yeah. as well because as you say it is the whole experience, but it's actually maybe that outcome where they have done something that they didn't expect to be able to do or that they thought would be too hard or that they thought they couldn't say yes to. Yeah. And then actually going away and feeling that empowerment and actually feeling that strength in, their, in themselves. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You know, that first fire walk that I ran in my friend's garden, um, his, and it was only a few friends that I invited around, but his daughter uh, was eight at the time. And she asked her dad if she could do it, and uh, he asked me if she could do it, and I said, "Well, she can do it if she wants to do it, but you probably need to speak to your wife before." But you know, both um, Angie and Shane were both happy if I said she yeah. could do it. So, so she did it, you know, and that's six or seven years ago. But still, to this day, you know, things get a bit tough for her. Shane will say, "But you know, you walk. You remember you walked through fire." She'll be like, yeah, I know, I know, well, it's fine, I'll get on with it, you know, so it's kind of a big moment for, for her as well. And yeah, that's it, that's it, actually, very, very brave, but sometimes I think children have that sort of, they don't have that filter where they're just like, new experience, yeah, I'm going yeah. to try it, and they don't have that same anxiety or that worry I think that maybe adults have and that that whole even I think you know that even like learning languages languages and things as adults you don't want to sound silly and you don't want to do stuff that makes you maybe not look as good as you could look and I think you as you say what you're doing takes that all that away yeah. because everybody's in the same position and the interesting thing with kids as well is kids are far more resilient than we as adults give them credit for a lot of the time, you know, and they know what's right for them and what's not right for them. And sometimes their voices aren't heard well enough, you yeah. know, because we have our, our plans for what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And so it was a, to me, it was a really great opportunity where she had complete say in what she was doing or not doing and her mum and dad were able to trust her. To go with that, you yeah, know. which is lovely too. Just so there's like loads of layers and yeah. stuff, you know, which I which I love. You know, you can peel and peel away at, at the sort of work that I, I do and what's going on for people. And it's yeah, as you say, and everybody's different, and and what you do you can meet all those different needs all in different ways. Yeah, which is so interesting. And you do retreats as well. Yeah, yeah. So I do. 
do a few different sorts of retreats. Okay. Uh, I do um, like weekend retreats here and they'll normally involve a fire walk and, and maybe a sweat lodge, which is something else that I do, which is definitely not normal. Um, which if you're fami not familiar with sweat lodges, it's basically it's a, a Native American ceremony where we, we use willow, we build a dome. Okay. Um, which is then covered in blankets, so it's fair. It's not airtight, but it's 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 pretty closed in, and it's pretty dark. And in in the middle of it, in the ground, there's a hole. And then outside, we have a, a fire burning where we heat up stones, and so everybody goes inside and sits in a circle around it, and the hot stones are brought in. So it basically acts like a, a sauna. Um, and we do a lot of stuff with people around intentions use, using the sweat lodge. Um, so yeah, so some retreats like that, which kind of lend themselves into sort of spiritual and personal development, which to me are pretty much one and the same. Spiritual development is all about the person as is personal development. But you kind of, in, in this country, certainly I find the term spiritual can bring up all sorts of connotations then that maybe people go, nah, this is too airy-fairy for me, you know. But I, I, my, my work is very real work with people and getting them to connect with themselves and with what, what's going on. But then I also do retreats out in Morocco, um, so out in the Sahara Desert, heading out again now in March of this year. And so people will spend five days in the desert and uh, they'll do a variety of different activities, including fire walking and uh, we've done board breaking out there. But we've also got people, it's quite an immersive experience, so we, we have... Uh, local guides that stay out with us and prepare our meals and stuff. It's pretty fancy camping really. Um, but they, they look after us and just to spend time with, with so they're Bedouin people yes. and to spend time with them and to learn about their culture. It's not even something which was happened by design. I would love to say it was all part of my big plan but it didn't. And that was it's always been a huge impact for people just to see another culture and experience another yeah. culture and what's interesting is you know for a lot of those guys that were have been looking at after us they are almost striving to have what we have in western society yeah whereas everybody that's out with me they're looking for more what they have in their society they want a slower pace of living they want to spend more time with people, eat good natural food, you know, so it's it's kind of an interesting environment to be in. Um, but yeah, it's it's five days in the desert, you get a bit of time running about Marrakesh as well, which is a completely different experience for I some people. I can imagine, yes. Um, but it's that time in the desert where we have quiet time with different meditation processes and some very just gentle activities as well as the high empowerment activities such as the 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 firewalk yeah no and you're right and um, because i think everybody is very busy um, and especially people in business and everybody really um you know with family life and jobs and everything else and there's so much we're bombarded from every direction how is how important do you think personal development is and just taking time out for yourself it's hugely uh, hugely important you know as as an example mentioned I run firewalk instructor training courses and some people do that because they want to be firewalk instructors some people do it just as a as a challenge as a personal development experience 
uh, a couple of years ago I had a chief executive of a multinational company uh, take part in the instructor training course and his feedback afterwards or the sort of highlight of his feedback was it was so good not to be depending on his phone or to be at everybody else's beck and call because when we're doing these activities there's no time for taking calls yes if dinner time if you knew maybe need to do stuff but he actually made a concerted effort to yes. not look at his phone you know his PA was looking after things so he just left everything uh, up until actually the last night when he did look at some messages before uh, we were doing the big 40-foot fire walk and then it actually really affected the rest of his evening. It's amazing he, he said, that he's almost bothered even. Because he was now thinking about this problem that was going on at work that he couldn't do anything about anyway. Um, so yeah, so like one of the things that a lot of events I do is try and get people to leave their phones yeah. away. Like a lot of our events, I'll have a professional photographer there because everybody wants their Instagram photograph of them walking across the fire or glass in a way. Proof, social proof. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a photographer there that will get that photograph for everyone in the hope that most people will forget about their phones for a bit yes. instead of trying to video everything and you just kind of end up living your life behind a, a lens and instead and of you, And then you're not getting the full experience either because as you say, you're busy focusing on a phone you're maybe not experiencing what other people are experiencing yeah. as well as you're busy concentrating on what you're, you're doing. Because they're looking at that, you're not going to see that somebody else is having a, a bit of a moment and actually just putting your hand on their shoulder might mean the world to them, you know, or, you know, yeah, you, you don't feel the same way if, if you're behind the lens. So it's as much as possible, I try to get people away, away from phones. Yeah, and just get and take some time out yeah. for yourself. And in terms of obviously you've built the business out of this, which is amazing because imagine um, maybe when you first brought the concept uh, to Northern Ireland, maybe it wasn't just as well known. How have you really got over those challenges of getting out there and actually getting people to sign up and come to the events? And I think I've been a bit lucky. <laughs> to be I honest. doubt that very much. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of factors. You know, one is. Uh, in terms of online presence, yes. you know, uh, uh, when I ever since I started working for myself, eleven years ago or whenever that was, you know, uh, I ended up building my own website. A, a friend built my first website, but I started to learn how to do it, and it's all done on WordPress. So I build my own websites now, and being able and. I, there's a geek inside of me and I, I like learning about SEO and, and how to do things like that. So so I work on that and I actually, you know, I, I get uh, inquiries coming in from all over, all over the world, um, which would, you know, I would put it down, down to that. Social media is the same, you know, there's, uh, there's not a lot of firewalk instructors in the world. You imagine it's you very imagine. specialist it's what you do. It's pretty <laughs> niche, so it's it's quite easy to to stand out, you know. But more and more because social media is just part and parcel of day. You know, you have to do more. I have a love hate relationship with social media. You know, I closed my own accounts there for about five months uh, this year and was 
adamant I'm not going back to any of them. In fact, if I didn't work for myself, I wouldn't yeah. have any of them, you know. But you kind of know that you need to do a wee bit more on Facebook and a wee bit more on Instagram, and then slowly it creeps in and you're back to, yeah. it's there 24-7. And, and I don't particularly like any of any of it, you know, but needs must whenever you work work for yourself. Um, and then I've also been lucky that, you know, a really good group of friends over the years around me that are able to support me and even family support setting yeah. up a, a new business is very important. And people are might be going, Stevie, do you know what? You're mad. <laughs> like you want us to go and walk on fire, but you know what? We've done all our stupid stuff with you. We'll go and do this, you know. And it kind of built up, built up from that. And then it's it's word of mouth still the biggest, yeah. the biggest seller, you know. And if you always maintain, you're only as good as your last job, and uh, always do the best that we can for people to give them a good experience and. Yeah, and you're right, I think, as you say, it is about the full experience and just what you're saying from the actually coming and setting the fire up together and, you know, to having the time around the fire before the whole experience. It's part and parcel of the whole thing, yeah. which becomes very memorable rather than turn up, do a five minute thing and off you go. Yeah. And so when you set up business yourself, you're talking about having a support network there. What tips would you give to someone starting up a new business, especially something that's very specialised or very niche? Oh, what tips? Put you on the spot. <laughs> that wasn't in the list. <laughs> um, people. Yeah. P people is the big one, you know. As I said, my, my background is in adventure sports and I've worked with and employed people. Um, some people have all the qualifications coming out of their ears, but I still wouldn't work with them. And you have other people who have people skills. And they may not be the most qualified person in the world. In fact, they might be still at the very early stage. But if they have the people skills, then I want to work along with them. And anybody that works with me, it's because of their people skills, you know. And I think no matter what you're doing, business is only it's business relies on people. Yeah. And so, put your people first and get the right people that are that are going to be there to support what you do and empower your people you know it's like give people their sort of own autonomy like I, I've saved people that run firewalks you know under my yes. name and yes I might be out of my comfort zone the first time that they go off to do a firewalk but it still feels really good to know that I'd say I can trust that person to go and do it. I'll still be worried, <laughs> but I can still trust them to go and do it. And because everybody brings their own sort of special way of doing things, you know, I don't train people so that they're complete duplicates of what I what I am. You know, I want Ian and James and any of those guys to just go and yeah. like. There's key things that we have to get across, but make the whole experience your own, which they do, and they get real feedback as well. You know, so. No, and you're right. I mean, we've talked to loads of people and um, and in these interviews, and, and that's you know the theme. And we would totally back it up that you know people and the people you're surrounding yourself with are so important. But actually, having that culture where people actually can be themselves and be creative, and you know, actually have some sort of responsibility for what they're doing is is massive in empowering people and actually allowing them to buy into the culture that you want to develop in a business. Mm. And any tips or techniques for businesses, whole businesses that want to step out of their comfort zone? 
because sometimes it's easy for the, to, to do it personally for yourself, yeah. but you maybe have business leaders or you know people, small business managers or owners that you know think, do you know what my team could really do with just something that's going to pull us all together and just really get us thinking and thinking out of the box and stepping out of our comfort zone. I think I think any time that you can give your team space. Um, whether that's, you know, you, you, there's all sorts of things that you can do now as activities, you know, you've, even things like bowling and stuff like that, but it's actually, it's the space around that, I think that's important where people can talk to each other and just have a bit of fun together, but trying to do that on a regular basis, you know, I, like there's a fairly large company I work with in Dublin and they have about 1600 staff at wow. their office in Dublin and they have four events for all their teams every year uh, where they're out doing different activities. Now one of those is the, like they, they do stuff for charity. So like they could be away planting trees, you know, at the cancer center, stuff like that. Um, they, they have their Christmas party as one. And then they have two, which are whatever it is they really want to, to go and do. And I, and I do a lot of work with those guys, but it's, it's not so much about what, this one thing it's that ongoing space that you yeah. that you provide for people where they get to be creative they get to learn a bit more about each other and about themselves particularly if they're doing fire yeah. walking or something <laughs> like that you know um but it's it's that space where where they can just who knows what and if you can lead that in a way where it's not too sort of regimented but where you can say right let's let's just brainstorm some wacky ideas as part of this day you know I think there's a lot to be gained from that other than just your day-to-day -day. yeah it just becomes perhaps monotonous you know but yeah there, there's if there's nothing different happening there's nothing different can happen and as you say it's even building those relationships within staff yeah. that maybe you know especially in such a big company you're probably never going to know everybody but yeah. actually having the opportunity to maybe meet five people that you've never actually met before or that you've only talked to by email it's it's a, a, a massive opportunity as well and would you deal with a lot of people you know maybe would be stressed or anxious or anxiety would you see what you do as something that can help with that as well yeah yeah and any of the retreats that i that yeah. i do um more so you know in a corporate event or a charity event that's not what people are there for you know but any of the retreats or even i, I do like a one night fire walking experience every so often at, at those times those are the right sort of events yeah. then for, for people where they're never big events you know and even my retreats I don't like running big retreats yeah. you know 20 people maximum because I actually want to spend time with whoever yeah, comes along and get to know them and those are those are the those are the right sort of events for people that want to deal with personal issues yeah. you know the very first fire walk instructor course that I ran, there was a girl, she only signed up to it about four days before it. And after the 40 foot fire walk, you know, she just came up to me and said, I feel so proud of myself. Yeah. And that was a girl who on the first morning said, I'm outside of my comfort zone already speaking to people that I don't know. It's amazing. Isn't you know, it? To, so she traveled a huge, huge journey um, on, on that experience. And, it, and I know, in fact, there's been a newspaper article about, about her, you know, um, but 
I know that it's really helped her with her anxiety and her worries and her nervousness, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it can have a really big impact. But, you know, it's like, how long is a piece of string? You know, what does it take? You know, yeah. that this might work for one person, but for somebody else, they actually might need to go and get counselling or, you know, yeah. something which is completely, completely different, you know. Um, but it's fun for people to experiment with these things and hopefully find out something which helps them and works for them. Yeah, and learn something new about themselves. I mean, uh, from what, you know, just talking to you, I'm just thinking the possibilities are endless in terms of actually really learning about yourself and thinking about how you approach situations and how you can maybe challenge that approach in the future. Um, yeah. It's very, very interesting. So what does the future hold for you? And uh, the fireworking and the glassware, I'm afraid to ask, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, f future, uh, I, I'm actually in the, like even yesterday, mm -hmm. I was speaking to a solicitor in the States, so oh, wow. getting set up stateside at the minute is the is the big one, so Brilliant. there's a few big events actually already scheduled in more or less for next year, so that's kind of exciting, um, but things could change, you know, it's, I always, I've always said that about business, uh, it's like, don't, don't be so focused on everything needs to go this way. Yes. Actually being fluid and just accepting what comes your way and accepting what doesn't come your way, I think gives you a lot of peace of mind. Of course, you have your bottom line that you want to think about as well, but if you can sort of work through in business and not be so uptight about things need to go this way because things change. I've had many as an opportunity that I thought, yes, this is going to be brilliant. And then at the last minute it's changed. And yeah. And that's the way it goes. So who knows really, you know, if there's lots of training courses lined up for next year, uh, running a master instructor training course as well next year and really working on the sort of global global brand is, is so happening. going international. <laughs> yeah, going in. I've said I've already done quite a yeah, lot of work across, across Europe and, and um, you know a few months ago I'd sent a friend a list of companies that I've worked with over the last five years and he was just blown away. He's like, I had no idea you've worked with half of these people, you know, like they're big household names yeah. and you kind of, a lot of the work you, like, you don't even put out there because they, they don't particularly want yes. people to know because actually, you know, like I remember 20 years ago the Northern Ireland Civil Service, the loads of team building events. Now they don't do any team building events, you know, so it's the same. Some companies just don't want yeah. people to know that they're spending money in this, which is a wee bit backward, I think, because you need to spend money on your people. Yeah, and to be honest, that might actually attract people to come to work for them yeah. because they see them as forward thinking and actually people that are concerned about their staff and yeah. they want to develop their staff. Yeah. No, so it's very exciting. We'll be looking out for the global domination then <laughs> in 2019. So Stephen, if someone did want to um, book an event or come to a retreat, what's the best way to contact you? Probably just through the website, uh, firewalkhq.com or... Yeah, and Firewalk HQ on social media, you'll you'll get me as get long you. as I'm not off it. <laughs> or you're not in Morocco or somewhere. Yeah, yeah but Firewalk HQ, will will get you there. And I, I do a fair bit of blogging on it, so there's 
the website will answer most questions for people as That's well. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming in today. It was really, really, really interesting. And I think um, I even learned something about myself with the whole glass thing. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, really interesting. Um, so thank you for thank your you. time. That's all from us today at Profile Tree TV, the content marketing agency. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you very soon.